Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I am Julie, your host host or hostess, I guess I should say, and I'm so delighted that you could join us this evening. It is the Thursday before Easter, Holy Thursday in 2017, so I, uh, as I was getting ready for the show and people were, were calling in early, I was talking with one of our callers, Patty, in New York um, about what what they're doing for Easter, and she's telling me what, what her mom likes to fix. Um, stuff stuff uh, mushrooms was what we were discussing. So that was making me a little hungry there, Miss Patty. But anyways, um, I hope you all have a, a, a fun weekend planned or, or a relaxing weekend or whatever makes you happy. And uh, we're going to be here. We're going to be at my girlfriend Deborah's house, and I'll have the grandbabies over. They're coming over for movies and dinner tomorrow night, just because the schedules are so crazy. So that should be fun, too. It's always fun to see what movies they choose. So my intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we've had several questions submitted online, so I will get to those as time allows. But we're going to go to the callers first. And I believe our first one is Patty. Hi, Patty. Are you with us? Yes. Yes. Hi there. Hi. How are you this evening? I'm doing okay. I ha- today I had a hacking cough. I went to a doctor. I had to get antibiotics because I just oh, want to no. get sick. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, well, it happens. I pulled a nasal drip. That's what he said because I do have April allergies. Yeah. And it's a bummer up here. Oh, I bet. Tell everybody where you're calling from. Uh, Queens, New York. Queens. So is stuff starting to bloom up there? Yes, yes, because I have a tree in front of my house. My whole block is full of trees. Oh, I bet. Do you get that yellow yes. pollen stuff that gets on everything? Yes. We do, too. I, yes. I, got, I uh, was driving somewhere in the rain the other night, and the next morning when I went out into the garage, there were these these circles of this yellow powdery stuff on the floor of my garage. And I thought, what the heck is that? And it was when the water had drained off of the car. Once I got it in the garage, it was the pollen that came off of the Mm -hmm. car from the Mm -hmm. rainwater. I thought that was hilarious. So anyways, well, good. Well, how, how may I help you this evening? Well, I want to thank you to tell me because you told you opened my eyes about candida. Unfortunately, the last two weeks, um, I'm starting to have high sugar in the morning. There's diabetes runs okay. in my family with my with my mother. Um, she she doesn't take well. She had pancreatic cancer, so she has half a pancreas. So she, she's not making insulin the way. She, but then, because when my mother found out that she has a sugar problem, my brother found out. Okay. So my mother says 
God made her sick because my brother has to find out he's a diabetic. And now my brother has been on uh, since 2006. Well, he actually took um, diabetes medicine two years later. So thank God my mother doesn't take that, that, but I think she should. But now I'm starting to notice high sugar level. But you know for the fact that people who have diabetes have candida problems? Yeah. Well, candida loves sugar. It just has a party when we uh-huh. ingest anything that's sugar. And it's uh-huh. not just what we think of as sugar as uh-huh. in desserts or uh-huh. things like that. It can be anything that's processed. Mm-hmm. The body's going to absorb it like it's sugar. And mm-hmm. Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman's one of my favorite guys. Who's He's mm-hmm. a functional medicine doctor. He's head of the functional medicine department at the Cleveland Clinic. And mm-hmm. he always says that diabetes is, is controlled in the kitchen and not in the drugstore or the doctor's so office. So and true. so it just has to do with diet so much and mm-hmm. um and it's not just sugary things. It's mm-hmm. anything that's processed. So mm-hmm. diabetics, what, what I've been reading over the past few years that diabetics are doing that's been really successful, and most people have type 2 diabetes, which is environmentally caused. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with genetics. It's just what you're eating and how your lifestyle is. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing is they're eating a diet that's high in good fats, so mm-hmm. olive oil, and mm-hmm. um, coconut oil and salmon and avocado and grass-fed butter and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's really made a huge difference and gotten a lot of people off medication. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I, I also, two weeks ago, purchased something called yeast management uh, from, from a vitamin store online. And you're supposed to, you take two in the morning before breakfast. and you take, It contains something called a hemi cellulase and and that item kill uh, eats up the uh, kills the the yeast now oh. hopefully hopefully it is working for me because I noticed I went to my brother's uh, reception um, last Saturday and in the beginning of this year he told me candida I actually had a hot flash after drinking um, wine um, because I was celebrating towards the beginning of the new year. I had a C-spumante, and it gave me, like, flushing all over my body. And I said, That's and then I, right, right. So yeah. now when I drank wine on Saturday, I didn't get that. So whatever, the yeast is fermented. Yeah. The yeast ferments the wine. Yeah. yeah. Now, you're going to have to take it easy with those antibiotics. You know, you're yeah. going to want to do the probiotics, do yogurt. Mm-hmm. Do that kind of stuff. The other thing is, you've probably heard me say in the past, the best immune booster that I know is ester C and zinc. Mm-hmm. It's 1,000 milligrams of ester C, which is just mm-hmm. a buffered vitamin C, so it's, it's gentler on the stomach. And then mm-hmm. zinc, 50 milligrams of zinc, and take it three times a day. And that's really going to help. And it helps with allergies too, Patty, mm-hmm. because the body just thinks it's under attack with the allergies. Mm-hmm. But, um, but thanks so much for calling in and, and I, I telling us quickly, that. Quickly, can, can you scan me just to make sure, sure. has the yeast going away? Am I doing a good job with these pills that I'm taking? The okay. yeast management. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you've still got it. It takes a while mm-hmm. to get that stuff under control. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's really, you've got to be 
diligent with what you're eating. You've mm-hmm. got to stay away from anything fermented, mm-hmm. any kind of alcohol. That's why when you called in last week, I said, wait and start all this stuff this week after your brother's wedding. Yes. I knew that that was going to be fun. And, and I'm sure a food festival, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, let us know how it's going though. I, I think still it, think you it, need to get nice statin, what we talked about last week. Yes, yes, yes. Nice statin yes. is a prescription, everybody, that's an antifungal, and it's uh-huh. found in the ground, and it kills yeast on contact. That's the best stuff I've, I've had the, um, the opportunity to take, because I had a yeast issue for the first 40 years of my life, so I'm, I consider myself an expert on yeast issues. <laughs> all, so, right. all right. Well, happy Easter. Enjoy your holiday, and um, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your help. All righty. Bye, Patty. Okay. I believe our next caller is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Are you with us? I am. Hi, Julie. Hi there. How are you this evening? I'm doing okay. Um, Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Clarksville, Ohio. Okay, terrific. Well, how are things going in Clarksville? Okay, um, since last week, um, I uh, I am not in, well, for the last few days at least. Um, I haven't been a full week yet. Um, I am not staying in the trailer. I'm at the farmhouse um, oh, in the terrific. bedroom here. And um, it's amazing how quickly I felt better. <laughs> Please tell every, give so, everybody a little bit of a brief description of what was going on in the trailer. Sure. Yeah, there was. I was just reacting, and my cat was reacting, and I wasn't really quite sure what it was. But Julie helped me figure out that it's mold, and and um, and um, we think black mold. So the bad kind. So, um, but I just I I just needed to kind of get out of there just to clear my head. And it's I'm just um I'm, I mean I can actually breathe. And just like a lot of parts of the country, we have a very very intense allergy spring. And so I've had spring allergies for the first time in a very long time, along with it. So I think um, that's got to be related to the snowfall and the water. I know California is. Uh, the allergies are a lot worse up there this year or out there this year too. My son lives in LA and he was saying his allergies were just driving him nuts because there's so much stuff blooming that hasn't bloomed in in a long time. Yeah. So, well, Well, good. That's terrific. Well, my, and my question is kind of sort of related. It's not exactly mold, I don't think, but, um, and I may have mentioned it last week. I can't remember. Um, But the tinnitus that I was having, the ringing in my ears, Mm-hmm. Um, it has just gotten worse to where it's constant, um, and pain in my ears, um, you know, aching and a little itching, but mostly pain. Um, and I, my, like my gut instinct is that it's probably also from, from mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to ask you about that if, that, if I'm right about that. Sure. Let me get you on my radar and let's see what's going on. What that means, everybody, is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. 
spirits vibrate faster when we're in non-physical form, when we're out of the body, than when we're in the body, simply because the body has mass. And so we vibrate more slowly when our spirits are in our bodies. So I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And then I, I watch a laser beam go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's going to go north and hook into Kathy in Ohio. And then I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up through the top of her head. And I do that while my eyes are closed. And it's as if I have a big screen TV in my head and I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI or something like that. And that's how I can see what's going on medically. So, Kathy, here comes my laser beam. Okay, got you. I'm going to shoot energy through you. Yeah, your right ear is less than, worse than your left. Uh, as far as inflammation goes, let me get it calmed down. And see, really, that's I, interesting. Yeah, it's way worse. Way well, worse. I have as I far have as inflammation hearing wise, in that ear. You have what? So I have uh, I have uh, from years and years and years ago. I have um, damaged hearing in that ear, so I'm not as aware of the tinnitus probably because of that. Because I, it's significant. It's a I've had my hearing had my hearing tested way back then, and they said, "Oh yeah, you've had significant loss in that ear." I don't know that it's more than I think it was like twenty five thirty percent. So I, I don't know what it is now. That was like twenty years ago. Yeah, I think what's going on is I believe that they were irritated that your ear your when your sinuses and you know all your eustachian tubes and all that jazz is all connected. It's like the knee bone connects to the foot bone yeah. and you know, all that back yeah. in their kids. And um and I believe they were irritated and, and I'm seeing pollen in there. I think this is allergy related more than anything. Oh really? Really? Yeah, I do. So again, what I was talking with Patty about, vitamin C and zinc, thousand milligrams of C, you know this, ester C and fifty of zinc really helps with allergies too. Because the no, body's I'm having already- an I'm sorry, the body's having an immune response when it's okay. fighting allergies. It thinks there's some kind of an invader, and there is. It's just pollen. It's not a bug. But take it three times a day, Kathy. And that okay, I'm really already st- take. If I'm already taking it three times a day, because I'm still taking um, back back from when we started the yeast conversation. Um, so I'm still taking the zinc, still taking the um, estrogen. Yeah, the extra C. So should I take a little bit more or just stay where I am? I think stay where you are. Okay. Stay where you are. And it and it'll it'll get better, but you're you were like kinda starting, you know, in a negative position when the pollen really ramped up is my guess. Because when I look into your ears I can see the pollen inside your ears. So I think that's what's irritating them the most right now. Well, that's now. good. That's good news. I'm glad it's not mold as the number yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, wonderful. Think, Thank you. I think it's the pollen issues. Okay. So um, I'm delighted for you that you found another place to stay because that mold stuff was making you really sick. Yeah. I'm still working on a long-term solution, but at least temporarily I'm, uh, I'm got a break from it. So good girl. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, enjoy your Easter. And thank you. Um, you I'm too. Get to go see your family, and thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks, Julie. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Bye. All righty. I believe our next caller is Miasha, and hi. Are you with us? I'm here, Julie. Hi, girl. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? 
I'm terrific. Thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I am calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Hotlanta. That's What's right. happening over there? Oh, a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> Gosh, that freeway collapsing, that was something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My goodness. And it's affecting uh, everybody in the city just about. So, oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's the hot topic right now. Yeah, I bet. Tell everybody what happened for those that aren't aware of it. Um, well, there was a fire um, that was started under the bridge. And, of course, um, it continued for so long, and I guess it was so strong or so high that the bridge, a portion of the of I-85 actually collapsed. It melted the steel, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it some guys under the bridge that were smoking cocaine or something? Like, um, well, yeah, that, that's the story. That's the story, story right now. So, yeah. You don't think that's correct? Well, mm, well, it's kind of iffy because there was some, you know, were some flammable things under the bridge. So I'm not, I'm not really sure, you know. I thought it was a miracle that nobody was injured. You know, think about that. That freeway collapsed and nobody was injured and that freeway packed all day long. All the time. Yeah, it was right during rush hour. So, yeah, that's the most amazing thing. So, if anything, that's, I think that's the part we should focus on most, that nobody was injured. Absolutely. I agree. I yeah. agree. Well, do you, did you have a question for me this evening? I did. Um, okay. It was about a dream that I had um, yeah. just recently. And I've had this dream before, so I thought maybe I would um, get your insight on it. Okay. Um, well, and it was actually about finding money. Um, it, it's kind of hard to explain a dream because dreams are kind of sketchy, but um, I remember a portion in the dream where a young guy was handing me money. Some young guy didn't know who he was, and, and I was refusing the money. I remember putting the money in my hand and giving it back to him, but it was like I was walking along a, a street or an alleyway, and I walked along a little bit further, and then I found a, some money on the ground. Um, and I can see there was a $100 bill on top. It was folded, but it wasn't like neatly folded. It was just kind of like somebody just kind of pulled it out of their pocket, put in some tissue, and it fell out. So it was like a bunch of uh, bills folded. And then a little bit later in the dream, I'm not really sure exactly where I was. I was in a different area, and I found some more money. It was like laying on, I don't know, a countertop or something. It was That part was kind of sketchy. And I was calling because I've had dreams like these before where I'm always finding money. And one of the ones that stand out in my mind the most is um, there was a pile of trash. You know, pe- people, um, you know, pull trash together and make a big pile and burn it. Well, in the pile, there were rolls of money, and I could see rolls of coins, and I picked up one of the rolls of, of, of bills, and I could see where the edges were burned. Huh. And... Um, and I guess the reason I reached out to you is because I haven't had this dream in a while. Um, so I was just kind of curious if there was some type of meaning behind it. Being that so you're wondering so if many. you're going to win the lottery? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fabulous? Oh, that would my be gosh. fabulous. Oh, my. That would be wonderful. Oh, I, I love it. They don't have the lottery here in Alabama, but when I'm in another state that does, and I love those signs that are electronically say, you know, $400 million 
Powerball lottery or whatever. And I think, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But yes, that anyways, would be. okay. Here, here's the here's here's the deal with dreams. When we sleep, we go into a different reality, literally. And so when you know, I was laughing to myself when you kept saying, "Well, that part was kind of sketchy." A lot of it is sketchy because we're in a different reality, and then. We're, we're trying to take things that happen in that reality and put them back into our human reality, which uh-huh. our human minds don't have the capacity, you know, because they're, they're restricted with what we can understand in our human minds. Whereas when we're in a different reality, like when we're asleep, anything can go, you know, anything, there are no limits at all. Right. Right. So, so some of this stuff that we dream and for instance with you it's what it is is it's stuff that you're experiencing in in another reality and you're trying to assimilate it into your human reality to have it make sense and so sometimes it makes sense but a lot of times it doesn't so the, the other thing that's really a cool thing with dreams is before we go to sleep at night we can sleep with purpose. So we can say to ourselves something like, um, I, I need to increase my income. So please focus on how, give me some information and help me focus on how I can um, increase the abundance and income in my life. And you're right. going to be amazed when you wake up and you're going to have answers. I mean, it can be to anything. Then it, right. it can be you know, a medical thing, a financial thing, a drama thing with somebody if you're in a in an altercation, you know, because somebody's mad at you about something or whatever. Not an altercation that's physical, but that could work too. So I think the finding money thing is is information to you. How I interpret all of this is be on the lookout and expect it. Expect right. to find money. Because right. you had several things. You had three right off the bat. You said, first of all, you said you were going to find money. And then you said there was a young guy handing you money. Well, that's like found money. And then you said there was money laying on the countertop. And then you said you found a $100 bill on the ground. Those are yeah. three really big signs to me that you're going to find money in unexpected places. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's yeah. not just that you're going to find it laying on the ground, I think that's symbolic for perhaps some other opportunity that's going to come in your life that you had no clue was coming. And you just need to be open to it and expect it. Right. Okay. When you expect it, then you're putting out that vibration and you're going to attract it. Right. Okay. So. I understand. Totally. I think. I think it's going to be fun, and please call back and let us know where you find it. I will. <laughs> but I think, I think you're going to find it in more than one place. And I always pick up coins when I see them on the street or on the sidewalk or wherever, even too. if it's a penny. I do, too. Yeah, I do. And my, I, w- I picked up a penny the other day, and Max, my grandson, who's 10, was with me. And he said, Mimi, why are you picking up that penny? It's only a penny. I said, well, if you don't pick it up when you see it, I look at it as a, it as a gift. And if I don't pick it up, then what am I saying to God and the universe and everybody? 
I don't care about it even when you send it to me as a gift. Right. So, yeah, I think I, you're going to totally agree. You're going to find money in unexpected ways and in unexpected places, so just expect it. And then call back in and let us know where you find it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought about that, uh, and that was my thinking. But I said, well, let me call Julie and ask her. And yeah. I have another question, though. Um, sure. And I think I kind of have the answer to this because I've heard the the two ladies previous, and everybody's talking about their allergies and pollen. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I kind of think that my issue was kind of the same thing because I was I had been hit by the sleep monster last week, and that's the best way that I can describe it. It was like. <laughs> I don't know. It's like magnets on my eyelids, and just it was it was terrible. And somebody oh, I mentioned it. I thought you said sweets, like sugar. You're oh, saying no, no. sleep. No, sleep. gosh, okay. no, sleep monster. Got you. I mean, and I was thinking it was because of you know I just started a new job and my schedule's kind of changed a little bit. But I'm and uh, I'm like that can't be it. Um, and I was thinking it may be the pollen because uh, it's been pretty bad here lately. Yeah, deep um, south. We, it's it's gorgeous down here, but everything's in bloom, and it's just yeah. it's just a riot when that happens. Yeah. Um, funny, funny, quick story about pollen, and then I'll get into your sleep monster. I love that. I had a friend <laughs> a couple of years ago who was stung by a wasp, and he in his house, and he called me and asked me to drive him to the emergency room, <clears throat> and so I did. And he was really allergic to wasps, so he was stung in his hand. By the time we got to the ER, his hand was like the size of a baseball mitt. It's just amazing. And then he took his shirt off for them to put electrodes and stuff on him in the ER. And he he was just had this these hives and rash and stuff. I mean, he was having a big reaction. But the thing that was so interesting about that is when I was scanning him, and I was in the in the exam room with him in the emergency room, I could see this yellow serum stuff that was all over, that was in his energy field. And I thought, what the heck is that? And then I realized it's the yellow pollen. Oh, wow. You know, that the wasp probably had the yellow pollen in its body so that when when the wasp stung him and uh, the wasp whatever poison stuff that they put in, you know, when they sting you, they inject their poison, which causes their reaction, had that yellow pollen in it, and it was all over his body. But it wasn't in a powder form. It was like almost the consistency of cough medicine, but it was bright yellow. And at first I thought, what the heck is that? I thought that was wild. So that pollen stuff is is a big deal, even even when you get stung, you know, by a flying, stinging insect. So the sleep thing, let me connect to you real fast. So my laser beam's going over to Atlanta. All right, I've got you. Yeah, you're full of pollen. You are full, <gasps> full, full, full. Yeah, but oh, yours isn't sick. Yours is powdery. Yeah. Yours is powdery. So vitamin C and zinc, you heard me talk about that. That is just yeah. the best immune booster on the planet. And take, get get the the ester C because as, mm-hmm. as you've heard me say, it's easier on your stomach. If you're feeling punky, take it three times a day. If you're mm-hmm. not, take it in the morning anyways, especially during pollen season and, and, you know, if you're feeling that. So let's ask the question, did the, the allergies cause her to want to sleep more? 
I get a no on that, Miyasha. Um, what was causing hmm. her to want to sleep? I'm just getting fatigue. <laughs> Probably was starting a new job. It was just flat out fatigue. Flat out oh, fatigue. Yeah. My, my me wow. my grandmother, who we called Mima, my Mima would say, well, you must have needed it. That's why you slept so long. So yeah. I think it was just yeah. fatigue. But it's you're better tired. this week. You're not as sleepy. Oh, yeah. I'm not as sleepy. I'm, I feel 100% better this week. Good. So, yeah, I did take some time, and I, I, I slept in to like 1 or 2 o'clock on Saturday, which I never do. Right. And uh, it was nice. So, yeah, I Wonderful. enjoyed that. Wonderful. I plan on doing it again tomorrow. I mean, Saturday. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you win the Powerball. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll call you when I do. Please do. Okay. I hope hey. you have a great Easter. Thank you. You too, Julie. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, that was fun. I hope we all win the Powerball. We could all split it. That would be fun. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth bedding. I love them and so will you. We do this show, everybody, every Thursday night. We tape it every Thursday night, and it's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, AskJulieRyan.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you'll see all these numbers. Also, while you're there, sign up for my newsletter. Um, That's my blog. I send it out every Thursday morning, and it's a question that somebody has submitted online, and then I answer it. And in the body of the email, it has all this call-in information as well. Uh, also, I put the call-in information when you download the podcast, if you're listening to this show via podcast, if you go to iTunes or Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or some of those other outlets, you'll see in the description of the podcast, it will give you the call-in number. So that's another place to find it as well. When you're on my website, schedule an appointment because then we'll have a whole hour to do a deep dive and I can answer whatever questions you want. It can be about medical or we can talk to deceased loved ones. I can scan your pets. We can talk about career stuff, whatever you want. So uh, consider doing that as well. Speaking of online questions, here's one from Kara. And Kara lives in Los Angeles, California. And she said, hi, Julie, I just started listening to your podcast and I'm hooked. I have two questions. 
I'm a Reiki healer and have recently begun channeling people who have crossed over for my clients. I have yet to connect with my own past loved ones. And when I do connect with my clients' loved ones, it isn't super clear to me who I'm talking to. I just get vivid pictures, words, and recently more physical sensations. I relay the message and then my clients put the pieces together. Will I ever be able to distinguish and know exactly who I'm connecting to without having to ask my clients? And when will I be able to connect with my own loved ones? Also, a psychic once said to me that my grandmother's around me, but that she will only be around me for seven more years. What does that mean and where's she going? Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you and will continue to listen to your podcast, Love and Light, Kara. Thank you for those kind words about my show. And, uh, and I say, hi, Kara. Regarding your questions about connecting with deceased loved ones, it sounds like you're well on your way. Your abilities will continue to develop as you use them. It's just like any other skill and will get better with lots of practice. I've been doing this work for over 20 years and my abilities continue to get better all the time. You may want to simply ask the spirit with whom you're communicating for its name. Their answer will come to you within a second. If you think about it for more than that, it'll most likely be your brain answering you. I receive information in my head. It's a combination of visual scenes, direct knowing, and hearing the answer. I believe it's telepathic communication and that anyone can learn how to do it. Consider indigenous cultures like the Aborigines in Australia. They've been communicating telepathically with one another over vast distances for millennia. I choose to convey all the information I receive. After all, who am I to judge what my client needs to hear? As a messenger, I believe I wouldn't receive the information if it wasn't supposed to be passed along. Many psychics, however, when conveying information they spiritually receive, will edit out some of the details. Do what seems right and comfortable to you. In addition, you'll eventually be able to summon and communicate with your deceased loved ones too. Just think of whomever, close your eyes, picture them in your head, and talk with them either aloud or mentally. Again, their response will be the first thing that enters your mind. Also pay attention to your physical sensations and sense of smell. Spirits utilize a multitude of ways to communicate with us. Interesting story on sense of smell. When my mom died in... 2002, Jonathan, my son, was in the fifth grade, and probably four or five months after she died, I was picking him up from school in the carpool lane, and he got in the car, and he said, Mommy, Nana, I could smell Nana's perfume when I was taking my math test today, and I said, Oh, well, Nana was just helping you with your math test. Funny point, funny aside, though, my mom was a school teacher and a principal. So that was a great example of here's this little kid, and he could smell his grandmother's perfume for just a couple of minutes, and then it went away. So my mom was just letting him know that she was around him. All right, I went on to say, now, with regard to your deceased grandmother, she is always around you. She was standing next to your right shoulder when I connected to you. When I asked her why the psychic told you she'd only be around for seven years, your grandmother said that particular psychic was raised in a culture that believed the spirit moves on from the earth plane after seven years. And a lot of cultures have that. I I don't know about the Greeks, but I know, I think Armenian, I had a girlfriend that was Armenian, I believe that was their belief. And I think there are several other cultures that that have that thought. Um, 
And then I went on to say, we all have filters we use, sometimes unconsciously, that reflect religions, superstitions, and other beliefs we're taught as children and throughout our lives. So the good news is your grandmother will always be around you both in this lifetime and most likely in many of the next ones too. Good luck with your practice. You may want to check out Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan, PhD. It was the first textbook used when beginning my study of energy work. I believe you'll find it both interesting and informative. Thanks for your question. So I thought that was fun that Kara sent that in and, and wanted some advice on how she could, she could do this work. So Thanks for your question, Kara. All righty. I believe our next caller is Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Are you with us? Hello. Yes, I am. Hi, Kara. How are you this evening? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Terrific. Where are you calling us from? Uh, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Portland. Wonderful. How are things in Portland? Uh, It's another great wet day. (laughs) Yeah, you guys get a lot of rain up there. I know. But that's why it's yeah, so beautiful yeah. and green, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. I'm not originally from Portland. I've only been here uh, not quite two years. I'm from Houston, Texas, originally. From Houston, okay. Yeah. Yeah, your your accent's a little Cajun-y to me. Oh yeah, I'm from that Texas, Louisiana. <laughs> Are you from Louisiana originally? No, I grew up on the Texas, Louisiana border. Okay. All right. Terrific. Did you did you like how I said Louisiana instead of Louisiana? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I, I learned how to say that word when I moved to Alabama because I kept calling it Louisiana and I had everybody mm-hmm. that is from here say, that's not how you say that word. And then before I lived in Los Angeles, we used to say Oregon and I learned how to say Oregon when I lived in L.A. Yep, you say, I say Oregon. Yeah, you say it right. Yeah. But Yankees say it Oregon. Yes. They do. Yeah. So, well, good. Well, how may I help you this evening? Yeah, well, you know, what I have is a question. Um, I have uh, been having quite a bit of discomfort in my um, abdominal area. Um, okay. Uh, a few years back, they said I had, you know, you thought I had dirt or whatever. Um, that kind of surprised. It doesn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They never tested me or anything for it. He just educated guests on based on what my symptoms were. They thought but, that you had what two years ago? Uh, GERD. GERD. Oh, okay. That's like reflux stuff, right? Yes, yes. Well, I don't seem to be actually that. I don't really have a reflux. I just get, I guess you could say kind of like heartburn in the area or whatever. Okay. Anyway, so you have um, heart, you're having heartburn? No, 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 no. Not now. No, I haven't had that in some time. It's just that the, um, like I said, the discomfort in the abdominal area just has kind of like, you know, uh, I guess you could say escalated, you know. And then I thought maybe it was, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, trying to self-diagnose myself. <laughs> yeah. Read into yeah. stuff, you know, thinking maybe it was like, you know, uh, um, not uh Leaky gut, that's what I'm trying to say. Leaky gut, yeah. With yeah. It, it's so prevalent. Um, and it's not just prevalent because of all the antibiotics that we've taken in our lifetimes. And I'm mm-hmm. the queen. I've taken antibiotics till, um, well, 
until I moved to Alabama, probably about 17 years ago, because I was on antibiotics about once a quarter, so I really did a number on my stomach. But the, um, it's just a vicious cycle. You know, you kill off those bugs. That's what I was telling Patty, our first caller, when she called in. I said, be careful with those antibiotics. Be, you, mm-hmm, know, you need mm-hmm. to get on the yogurt and the probiotics and that kind of stuff. Um, what are your symptoms, Rhonda? Are you having bloating and pain and that kind of stuff? Or? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get you on my radar, and uh, and then we'll see what's going on. But okay. those are those are those are classic yeasty symptoms. The other the other thing that causes a lot of the yeast problems is the Roundup, which is called glyphosate, uh, that's used on our food supply, and it's everywhere. It's just insidious. It's in the soil. It's in the it's in the water. And then the water gets evaporated, and then the rainwater comes back down out of the clouds, and it's got this mm-hmm. chemical in it. And the chemical is an herbicide, but it acts as an antibiotic, and it's just killing off the good bugs in our stomachs. I mean, it's crazy. That's why we're seeing such a huge prevalence of this yeast issue for everybody out there. So, okay, laser beams coming from me here in Sweet Home, Alabama, and it is heading Northwest to you in Oregon. Okay, got you. Yeah, you're fully yeast. Absolutely. Your your hunch mm-hmm. is right. Um, so, a couple of things uh, that you can do that you can look up. The first one I was talking with Patty about this. There's an antifungal called Nystatin, and it's spelled N-Y-S-T-A-T-I-N. And it was discovered in New York State, so that's uh-huh. what the NY is for New York, and Staten is for you know Staten Island, for New York. So what it does is it kills yeast on contact. That GERD thing is is yeast. Okay. It's just it's just that the pharmaceutical companies have figured out a way to come up with a drug to to help it. Um, but if you take the nice statin, the way that I, I still take this every morning, Rhonda, is I get an orange juice glass, a little one, and I put about an inch of water in it, and I'll put a half a teaspoon of this, ye- of this nice statin powder in it, and I mix it up, and then I drink it like I'm drinking a shot of tequila or something. <laughs> Not that I've done a lot of that, but I've seen other people do it. And it tastes awful. It is awful. <laughs> I mean, it is just atrocious, but it is nectar of the gods. So that's why I chug it and I drink it like it's a shot. And then I'll drink a bunch of water afterwards. I'll drink almost a whole glass of water and then eat your breakfast or eat your meal if you're not not at breakfast. And then the taste goes away immediately when you start eating. Okay. Okay. So... You want to you want to get that nice statin. Have your doctor order you some oral nice statin powder. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason why that drug it's a bacteria again. The reason why it's so effective is when you drink it, it kills all the yeast in your esophagus, which is what the GERD symptoms were. Kills it in your esophagus. Kills it in your stomach. Kills it in your intestines. Okay. But it doesn't mm-hmm. go systemic. All right. So that stuff looks great. The other thing is be really cognizant about what you're eating. You want to stay away from fermented foods. You want to stay away from processed foods. You want to stay away from anything that's alcohol-related. 
because that's how it's fermented is with yeast. Okay. Okay. So also like the fermented foods, you know, like uh, the kimchi, the sauerkraut. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that makes it worse. I know that's what they recommend you do. For me, yeah, it that's what I mean. Oh yeah, it's nasty. So I I don't know where these experts are getting that. I can tell you after dealing with yeast for 40 years and still I I really walk the line. I have to, if I eat something for a few days I'm not supposed to eat, oh boy, I can feel it. And any of that fermented stuff just is immediate pain for me. Immediate. So, but the other important thing is if you're going to eat fruit or nuts, Rhonda, peel them. Peel the fruit, crack the nuts, eat the nuts out of the shell because mm-hmm. nuts that have been sitting around are full of yeast because that's how stuff decomposes. Same thing with, with fruit. The fruit, if you're going to eat an orange, peel the orange and then eat it. If you want right. orange juice, squeeze it and then drink it right away. Don't let it sit around. Mm-hmm. When I when my yeasties were really going full force, I could drink a glass of orange juice that would make me feel like I was drunk. Because it was wow. the it was from the so much yeast in there. The other thing is, you know how restaurants always put slices of lemon in the water. Yeah. Tell them you don't want it. I always tell them I want water without lemon, because when they drop that slice of lemon in the water, you're just drinking a yeast cocktail because there's so much yeast on the peel. Okay. So that if you sense. want lemon in your water, squeeze it in there, but don't put the slice in there. Okay. That's interesting. That's what I'm trying to drink more lemon water. Yeah. Yeah. But squeeze. Slices, you know, put it in the water. Ah. When you go to fancy places, like fancy hotels and fancy spas, and they'll have limes and lemons and cucumbers and, I don't know, half the garden vegetables in that water. And I just think, oh, man, that's just a jug of yeast water right there. So, you don't you See, never I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, yeah. See, this is so confusing because you read so many different things. So, you, I'm not sure what, you know, because I, I had read somewhere that, that lemon water was good for you and cucumber water. But that's what I've been drinking here lately, you know, slices yeah. of cucumber yep. and lemon. You're going you're gonna to notice a big difference just by cutting that out. If you want lemon in your water, cut a lemon and squeeze it. But even storing it. lemon slices in your fridge... Don't do mm-hmm. it because it's cause, well, don't do it for more than a day. And then the other last piece of advice I can give you is two pieces. When you have leftovers, Rhonda, freeze them. Okay. Put them in Ziploc bags and you can freeze them either in, you know, a big Ziploc bag or in little ones. And what I do is I freeze stuff flat Like I put it on the top shelf of my freezer and I label it. And the reason why I like to freeze it flat is then I can stack them upright in my freezer Mm -hmm. in the drawer and then I can see what in the heck I got. But the reason why you want to freeze stuff is because it starts decomposing immediately, especially even if it's in the fridge. Even in 24 hours, it's going to have a boatload of yeast on it. So freeze leftovers. You're going to be amazed at how much food you save. How much food you don't throw out with leftovers? <laughs> Seriously. Okay. And then, and then the last thing is just try and eat whole food. Try and eat stuff that's either grown or, um, you know, swims, runs, flies, walks, that kind of stuff. Because right. stuff that's processed 
it just absorbs, like I was talking with Patty, our first caller, it absorbs as sugar, and the yeasties are just having a party in your stomach. You okay. know, I heard when you said that I was surprised when I think of sugar, I think of, you know, table sugar and sweets and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I my favorite food group is dessert, but I just try and stay away from it because the yeasties make me crave it, and my stomach hurts almost immediately as soon as I eat it because the yeast are just, well, you know what happens when you put yeast in bread dough. It rises, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. what's happening yep. in your stomach. Yeah, so I hope that information helps. A really good website to go to, Rhonda, is bulletproofexec.com dot com forward slash diet and bulletproof is just like it sounds b-u-l-l-e-t-p-r-o-o-f exec e-x-e-c like the abbreviation mm-hmm. for executive dot com forward slash diet and if you go there Rhonda you will see a, a chart of what to eat that you can download for free if you follow that you're going to feel a lot better okay, okay great, great the other thing is I promise you this is fixable and it doesn't cause any permanent damage. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for calling in this evening. I hope you have a wonderful Easter weekend. Oh, oh thank you. Yes, I intend to. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Rhonda. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This yeasty stuff, boy, it's just really uh, such an issue for so many people. I think that's why I had it because <laughs> I know how to I know how to advise people on what to do with it. And I believe our next caller, Sherry. Hi, Sherry, are you with us? I am, and I'm calling Hi, you Sarah. from Bozeman, Montana. Well, terrific. How are how are things in Big Sky Country? <laughs> well, it's a little little blustery <laughs> this evening. Yeah, I bet. Otherwise, okay. Great, great. Do you still have snow on your mountains? Oh, yes, and uh, more snow expected. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love reading about Ted Turner and how he owns, what, a a third of the state or something in land? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) My goodness. He has a ranch not that far from here, and it's kind of fun. In the springtime, you can drive through and see all the baby buffalo. And I don't know if you've ever seen baby buffalo, but they're so ugly. They're cute. <laughs> oh, well, I just think he's—I just think he's brilliant. How he's been able to turn all those ranches into um, self-sustaining um, enterprises, and I love reading about him. I just think he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. So, yeah. well, how are you this evening? Uh, Good. And what I wanted to um, talk to you about is I've just been feeling um, just this enormous lack of energy, like I lost my mojo. And um, I'm at a place, um, I finished up a contract last year. And so this is a really good time uh, for me to be starting my own business, which I've wanted to do for a long time. So I don't know how much the lack of energy is, physical lack of energy, or if it's just resistance to moving forward in a different way for me. Okay. Well, I was just talking with somebody on a private consult about this this morning, and and, and this thought just came into my mind, which means I'm supposed to share it with you and with everybody that's listening. When we find ourselves resisting things, and and to your point, they can come out in physical 
ailments or physical conditions like, you know, just feeling like you're low in energy. I'm going to get you on my radar here in a second. But what I have found works really well is, you know, how, how we're all taught to make a, a pros and a cons list, you know, like you get a piece of paper and you make a T and you write, okay, these are the, the do's and the don'ts or these are the pros and these are the cons mm-hmm. on that list. What, what I find works really well is to just make a list of all the cans or all the pros. Mm-hmm. Do that T, but only write pros on there. This mm-hmm. is, this, these are all the good things that can, can come out of this. Because when we write a list of cons, what it does is it just focuses our brain on the negatives, which ends up being paral- paralyzing in some cases. And it helps mm. us procrastinate and resist. And it's just fear. Is mm-hmm. what it is. So why put ourselves through that? I mm-hmm. think that's yeah. crazy. So yeah. mm-hmm. what you may want to do, and it it works really well. I think you'll you'll probably be tickled when you do it. Uh, is just make a list of all the things that can come out of it. And when you think of something that's negative, Sherry, mm-hmm. turn it around and write down what the opposite of that negative thought would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because our brains are like big satellite dishes and we receive information. And if we're thinking of things that are negative, it's a slippery slope that's going to have many, it's going to attract many more negative thoughts. But it's also a slippery slope when we're doing things that are positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. much more productive to have a slippery slope of positive thoughts than negative thoughts. Right. Because the negative thoughts are just going to enhance your fear. So, all right, let me get you on my radar here, and my laser beam's coming from me here in Alabama, heading up to you in Montana. Okay, I got you. How old are you? I am uh, almost 58. Okay, are you on hormones? I am on, uh, I take progesterone cream. Okay, you need estrogen, is what I'm seeing, and... um, the reason why I say that is when I see a woman who needs hormones, and I, I'm talking about the bioidentical hormones, and those are hormones. Are you familiar with bioidentical versus pharmaceutical? Yes. Okay. For those of you listening who aren't, the bioidentical hormones are just like they sound. They mimic what the body manufactures perfectly, exact molecular you know, construction. Pharmaceutical hormones have a couple of extra molecules added to their formulas, so those formulas can be patented. And when I see a woman, or a man for that matter, I see it mostly in women, who needs estrogen, your energy field reminds me of a raisin. You know how a raisin has kind of, it's kind of crinkly a little bit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm shooting energetic estrogen in your system and you plump up. You look like a really plump raisin now. <laughs> but you've never been called, called a raisin before, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so a so, um, couple of, of places you can go to learn more about this is um, you want to look up some books. And Christian Northrup N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P. Are you familiar with her? I am, and I've actually been on um, bioidentical hormones, and I don't want to do it anymore. Is there a way I could do it with food, just some estrogenic foods? I don't know about that. Uh, Like what? 
I don't know. I was, what came to mind for me was sweet potato, and I don't know if that. I don't know. Well, if sweet that potatoes is. are are really good for you, but I don't know that that's going to help your estrogen levels. Why don't you want to be on the bioidenticals anymore? Um, I well, I was <laughs> I was going down to um, Phoenix every six months or so, and I was getting in. Number one, it was expensive. Um, yeah. And I no longer have. I was in the airline industry, so I could just fly anywhere. Oh. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to make that trip. Um, and they were really the best. It was Scottsdale in right. that area. Yeah. So yeah, and so and besides, you know, you go through quite a bit of testing before, and then the, all the lab tests. And I, I right. just, yeah. But but if I, I mean, if that is what is causing the fatigue. I mean, I definitely want to address it. I just don't really want to do it the way I was doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, it, and my recommendation are, uh, I have a couple of sites for you to check out, Sherry. The first one is yeah. functionalmedicine.org. Okay. Functionalmedicine.org. And the other one is A4, the, le- the number 4, M as in Mary, dot com. Functional medicine, um, those are doctors who are going to treat your body as a whole system, easy for me Uh to say. And uh, most of them are skilled and educated on on bioidentical hormones. And you can put in your zip code and it'll Mm -hmm. give you, it'll give you a radius of, you know, people that are going to be around you. The other thing is the A4M is the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. And -hmm. they also, those guys are all, very well educated and versed on the bioidenticals and you can put your zip code in there and they'll give okay. you, you know, and maybe you can drive someplace if there isn't yeah, okay. a place close by to you, okay. but it's going to be a whole lot less expensive than flying down to Phoenix. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. I, um, I didn't know it was a low estrogen thing. So yeah. is, it doing, is it bad to be taking a progesterone cream if I'm low well, on estrogen? I think you want. I think estrogen's the key. Okay. Is uh, the the progesterone complements the estrogen, but the progesterone's what makes you have a monthly period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it makes the lining slough off. And and I hear a lot of women that are just on on progesterone. I'm like, well, you need to be on estrogen, and then testosterone's mm-hmm. going to help your your energy as well, and your libido okay. and everything else. I don't. Do you have a husband or a boyfriend? Uh, not now. But okay. I do notice. I do notice that I don't yeah, when feel. Yeah, you, when you um, do, yeah, they're going to be thrilled that you're taking testosterone because you'll be chasing yeah. them around the bedroom naked. No, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Listen, anyway, thank you. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Check out those two websites, and you'll. I think you'll find a doctor in your area. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Take care, mm-hmm. Sherry. Thanks for calling. You thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Okay, everybody. We are out of time. That was fun this week. We had uh, some great questions as usual. And, um, and please do a favor for me. Go to iTunes and under the Ask Julie Ryan download and, and give this podcast a five-star rating if you feel led, as I say here in the Deep South, because that helps other people find us. And that makes it more fun for everybody, I think, when we have different callers call in. So I hope your Easter weekend is just terrific, whether you celebrate Easter or not. It's 
kind of a holiday spirit and uh and i hope you get some rest and i hope you have fun and if you're if you're hunting for eggs i hope you find them so thanks for listening everybody thanks to everybody that called in and submitted a question and call us next week or um or submit your question online so take care everybody bye now thanks for joining us be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.